rare occasion that I get to have two guests on the show, Melissa and Stephen Ramkasoon. How are you both doing today? Great. So glad excellent. to be here. Uh, not only do I rarely have two people on the show, every once in a while I'll have multiple guests. I think I had three once, which really trying to throw me off. But more importantly, I have not, we're going to talk about entrepreneurship. But we're going to talk about it from a different context than what I've talked about on the show before. I've never had a couple in business together on the show who's also raising a family and also raising a business, which I, you know we'll maybe talk about how much that is that is similar. You guys co-own Marketing Guardians. You're an ad, you're you're a marketing agency here in Calgary. I won't pretend to describe it. I'm going to give you the microphone here for a second. What is a Marketing Guardians? What do you guys do? And then let's unfold the rest of the conversation from there. Well, thanks, Tyler. Um, now, can I jump in here, or would you would you rather take first crack? No, you go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> you guys are very polite. That's a good start of being successful in business this, together. This, this Steven, is how couples in business works, right? <laughs> I love it. You know, rather than going on top of each other. So, Marketing Guardians has been a dream that we've had for you know a long, long time. Uh, we're a full service marketing agency. We're based right here in Calgary, um, including ourselves. We have a team of eight. Uh, we love working with small businesses and I mean, Alberta is just a land of entrepreneurship, which is what we're talking about here today. And we just really love helping people. You know, sometimes you just have to have like a, a really simple goal as to why you started a business. Hmm. We love helping people and marketing has been our skill set, And we were just able to, we we're fortunate to be able to, you know, be entrepreneurs ourselves and, and, you know, get this started. One of the things we've been pioneering over the past couple of years is a subscription-based model for our marketing services. So we actually describe ourselves as a, uh, a monthly marketing subscription-based uh, agency. So essentially how this works is, you know, the typical agency, uh, you know, set up. You, you can do web development, graphic design, you know, video, all of the things that people consider, you know, marketing services to help them grow. Just imagine putting all those in a bucket and saying like, hey, we'll give you a subscription to anything that you need, you know, for the month. We just need to be transparent and have conversations as to what's your biggest need for growth right now. If you don't know what it is, we'll recommend them. But from a month to month perspective, that can change. So you choose what you need, when you need, as you need it. And, I appreciate uh, that. And working, working in marketing myself, of course, I have some my own experiences, but working with small businesses that outsource marketing partner, that person that they can go to and like, be honest, everyone's a marketer, but kind of almost no one's a marketer at the same time. Right. Because <laughs> we see right? marketing, we buy, we look at it, we all have our own creative flair for things. But for small businesses, it can be a real challenging area for them to understand like there's so many levers or I, I my old joke was, you know, you roll over the big toolkit and there's so many drawers and I don't know which drawer to open. And if I open too many of the wrong drawers, I might run out of budget. So, you know, that's also an opportunity and I love the monthly subscription idea. So I know what I'm spending, but I have someone now a partner to work with. And I love how you said to help me decide which drawer is actually going to be the most effective for me with my dollars. Absolutely. Um, I mean, just to even add to that quickly, like, you know, you said like, there's so many people that they, they, they cover themselves with this banner of, yeah, I'm a marketer, you know, and for some <laughs> people it's because, they, oh yeah, I have a successful Facebook page. So that means we could do, you know, social media marketing and stuff ourselves. Um, yeah, just, just quite often we come across people that they don't know what to do. Really, they need yeah. the advice. And, you know, because there's so many experts working out of their basements, you know, right now that it's, it's hard for them to know who to trust. You know, we've come across so many companies that tell stories of being burnt by somebody in the industry. 
So it's almost like I feel like we specialize in rescue acts. <laughs> do, you, do you ever feel like that? I, you know what? That's that. That I I have had very similar conversations, and you know, and unfortunately, and even with you know best filters and best intentions in mind, that gap between you know who's trying to help who and someone feeling burned and there's you know not direct. It's tough. It's a it's a messy. There's a messy. There's a messy underside to marketing, and I think there are some stories, especially for small businesses, where every yeah. dollar needs yeah. to have a lift. And it doesn't, you know, marketing doesn't always work as a one. Not, as my business partner said, it's not always put in a put in a dollar, turn the wheel, and get a gumball out. Like, mm-hmm. and sometimes right. that journey is really hard for companies, and they might feel burned for a variety of reasons. But, anyways, let's be careful because we can really unpack the other side of marketing <laughs> here for a second. I'm I'm curious, how long have you guys been married? Let's 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 set the stage here for. Let's the, ask Stephen that question and see if he knows the answer. Oh wow, okay, I didn't know this was a gotcha for episode. I kind of told you it wasn't a gotcha episode. <laughs> Steven, how would you like to answer this question for our audience today? Uh, we've been married for a long time. <laughs> 13 years I'm, next I'm, month. 13 I, years. I know okay, she's trying, awesome. I, I know she's trying to test me here, but um, yeah, it's been. We're not going to ask you when your anniversary is. We're not going to. That's the easy part. It's Thanksgiving weekend. Okay. Okay. All right. But, well, yeah, we we intentionally set that up so I could remember it. Okay, I appreciate that. That's not how we. That's not what, what what I was really what I really what I was really curious about was just what came first, the chicken or the business, the marriage or the business. So you guys were together for thirteen years. The business has been around for approximately around eight years. Stephen, you mentioned it to me before we got online. And was that ever a decision early on in your marriage? Like, hey, you know, we're going to get married because we love each other. We're going to raise a family. And oh, by the way, I think one day it would be cool if we started a business together. Was that ever even part of the dialogue? It isn't often in the world of entrepreneurship, but I was just curious. Was that something that was part of those? Do you want kids? Do you want to live in the suburbs? Do you want to start a business together? Was that part of the the marriage conversation before you guys you know dove in and made one of the biggest? Maybe starting a business is definitely up there on big decisions. I would say that it was actually because before we got married, I had always said that there was a nonprofit I wanted to start, and so that was always a conversation that was always there from when we first started dating. So. What's ended up happening is that we've put together our skill set in a way that I never imagined it would be. So we kind of had that leading into it, but it's definitely turned into its own thing, which I think is actually better in the long run anyhow. Mm -hmm. But doing something together, a project together that wasn't, you know, buying a house, raising a family, both focusing on your careers, there was conversation about, hey, one day I want to do this and this is something we could do together. So it's not that it was completely Maybe not what it turned out to be, but it was on the table. Maybe the do it together part wasn't on the table. Oh, I but, see. Uh, okay. All right. No, no, I, appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate your honesty. No, and I really, this is such an opportunity to kind of unpack how we got here. And for people listening who are thinking about it, some maybe things you would take into consideration differently in hindsight, right? 2020 vision. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, if I could you know, jump into that, we both have an entrepreneurial mindset, but our goals were different. Um. You know, relationship always came first. I mean, we, we meet lots of couples that sometimes, you guys work together? How do you guys survive and, like, make this work? And this is actually our second time of working together. Um, okay. You know, we both worked on staff at, at a, a church that we uh, attended for four years, and that was our first experience of working together. So we knew that, hey, this could happen. Okay. If we found another thing that we really could get behind, we could make this work again. However, I would, I mean, Mel, you might have a different answer, but I think we are where we're at because of necessity to some extent. Okay. Um, you know, like 
when you you go through university, you 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 finish with your degree, you have all these plans of how you're going to you know, take that throughout your life and what you're going to do. And we had those plans similar to everybody else. And then, you know, then we got married. Then we started having kids. Now, here's how I kind of describe this. Your first kid is usually your ambition to become a parent. Hey, I, I think I'm ready to be a dad. Hey, you're ready to be a mom? Like, we, we should do this, right? We should have a kid. Like, <laughs> wh- why not? Right? And yep. that's, that's how it starts. And then you hold this baby in your hand for the first time. And if you're actually wanting to be invested in, you know, becoming a, a parent that gives value to this this child, it changes your perspective and your outlook on life, like, very, very quickly. And for us, it changed and evolved quickly from here's our ambition to actually become parents, because why not, to how do we responsibly, you know, raise a child? We knew that, you know, we wanted to have more, and we find ourselves in a position where my family predominantly is in the Caribbean, in Trinidad, that's home for me, and Mel's family is in uh, North Vancouver. So we're isolated out here in the sense that we've gone through jobs where you've exceeded your sick days, your holiday time, but there's a, you know, a, a kid is sick in school and you just have to be away. I've worked in the agency, you know, setting where as a creative director, I'm leading a team, but I, I have no choice. I have to be at home because there's no grandparents close by. There's no family support. So very quickly in our, you know, our young marriage, we found ourselves in a place where as parents, we had to reconfigure our life because we were serious about being good parents. How could we transform our skills and the, the goals and ambitions that we have, but do it in a context that actually allows us to raise a family and still do what we enjoy? And that is what created the first iteration of our company. So did we plan for this at the very beginning when we got married? Not exactly this, but this is what it kind of blossomed into. Mel, you want to add when anything? When we started to, to like was, weigh the, yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> Thank you. That was that was powerful. Melissa, yeah, please jump in on that. Mm-hmm. When we started to weigh childcare costs when we had had our second, it was like, how can anybody actually go to work and still be a part of your family and make enough money after childcare for any of this to make sense? And so that's when we started in 2014. It was right at the end of my second mat leave, and it was for that reason. It's like this isn't. This doesn't work. So I went to work full time, but in a position that was work from home before work from home was cool. And, um, <laughs> and so, 100%, like, we all, it feels like only yesterday that was the truth <laughs> for some companies. It still is, but that's, a, that's another podcast for another day. And, and yeah, so like we ended up um, having childcare that just um, went downhill really fast. And, it was in that moment that we realized, like, if we're serious about this, then I'm going to come off that job and start working at our company full time. And that's when I had to juggle two kids and running our company and grow it to the point that Stephen was able to move out of his full time job. So from a chain of events perspective, you guys made that decision. Obviously, I really appreciate the mother of all innovation, you know, being motivated from the outside or necessity. But you know, Stephen, you were still in your full-time job at, at that point, which again, yeah. strategically smart decision to maintain some revenue there. But Melissa, you made the decision to not only have two kids, but say, okay, we're going to get this thing going with the ultimate goal of being able to shift our lifestyle 
in a way that we want, which means then starting our own business. That's really, I really appreciate kind of the chain of events of kind of the shifting perspective of how to create the best family. Well, the best way to do that is to actually have autonomy through our own business. I don't know if everybody always gets at it that way. I really appreciate that perspective that you guys shared. Was there any discussions early on? And, you know, Melissa, you and I have chatted about this uh, on, on just other conversations we've had around the role of the mom versus the dad and some of the stereotypes that exist. And I'm not saying right, wrong, or indifferent, just putting it out there around, well, yeah, I'm, I'm out making money at the job, but, you know, my wife is now home with the kids, but also starting our business at the same time. Was that ever part of your dialogue or is that was kind of more of a moot point and, and irrelevant in terms of how maybe society likes to categorize things versus mm-hmm. how you guys decided to build your life that matters to you? Mm-hmm. I think like automatically, as soon as I quit my job, I suddenly got shoved into this role of you're a stay-at-home mom because you don't have a full-time job. Well, that's not true because of what we were doing and what we were trying to grow. And so I had to come up with like the craziest ways ever to juggle childcare when we couldn't afford it. And like any possible thing that we could do where I'm driving a kid to kindergarten in exchange for day home time, I'm going to the gym to use the daycare, but I'm actually going to the library and I'm trying to work like every coffee shop in the area that has like some kind of like kid activity. So it on the surface to anybody looking at me, it would look like I was a stay at home mom, but I was trying to work as hard as I could. And there is judgment that comes from that from the general public when they see here's a mom out with her children, but she's sitting on a computer or she's on her phone. There's all like thousands of memes of like how that suddenly would make me a bad parent, but they wouldn't understand what's actually happening. I wasn't scrolling on Facebook. I was sitting there trying to build our business. For you, that sounds like that was a bit of a could like a lonely journey because there's not a lot of groups or support or like there's other women going through that, but it feels like it's a pretty solo experience in just the way you you described it, knowing that yes, you had the family and you were making that decision together as a couple. But there was moments where that probably felt kind of lonely. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I would say so. I think actually um, the loneliness has come more through the pandemic than it did Mm, even back then. Because for everybody, I think loneliness was a factor. and Isolation, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and so we had to make decisions that I'm very, very thankful we started our company when we did to be able to make these decisions where I had to step back more. But then I was completely isolated at home with three kids because we had a third. And um, because why not, right? (laughs) No, I'm catching that theme, uh, Stephen. Here's here's our children. Here's our children. We had one kid, we had a second kid, we had a business, and then we had a third kid. That those are our four four, children. Four kids. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Honestly, the, oh, bu- the business took the spot of the third kid. It, it just... Yeah, good yeah. question. And it involves so much work that we had to prioritize it as part of our family plan. Mm-hmm. Right? So, yeah, that's how we, we, we kind of ended up starting it at that at that point. And Stephen, you, I think you said before we even got online that you spent the first two years of that period of time still working at your other job, like, you know, doing the entrepreneur thing of like getting a paycheck over here so that you can evenings and evens and weekends over here. How was that moment when you opted to make that decision? Was it crystal clear of like, boom, or was it a little bit still a leap of faith of like, okay, 
we're going to get rid of that one source of revenue that's coming into the household, which is this 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 FTE full time job. To go, no, I'm going all in because you know you know you, I think you joked before we push online that you were actually holding your business back by having a full time job. Was that did that all of a sudden just pull you in, or was that still a tough decision for you guys to make? Thinking back as a family sitting around the dinner table having that chat. You know what? It's it's always a scary decision leaving anything that you find stability in. Right. Always. It, it doesn't matter in business, just just anything in life, like stability, walking away from that. But we knew what we were trying to build and we were motivated with why we were trying to build it. And um, what you'd find with Melissa and I is that, uh, you know, we're not we, we don't just look different as a mixed race couple. Like it also <laughs> comes along with all the 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 benefits that can come with that. Like on, on my side, it's the, the chill Island vibe that you get, you know, spending, <laughs> time, spending 20 man. years of my time. life, right. <laughs> spending 20 years of my life growing up in the Caribbean. And then with Melissa, like, you know, the, the, the red hair is not an illusion. Like there's a personality and traits that come along with that. But out of that, <laughs> we'll there's after. a balance. Just <laughs> <laughs> but out of that, there's a, there's a balance that we have where we're the, the perfect counter for each other. And, you know, in this sense of business and making that transition, I'm the visionary. I'm the one that, you know, would be quick to, to take action and do something bold and brave. Melissa is the one that, okay, let's put the blocks in place for this thing and, you know, kind of figure this out. And it, um, it was scary, but it was also exciting. Um, there's, there's quite the story of us starting this company and how, you know, I left, you know, my, my previous agency because out of us leaving, um, the business owner had another business entity. And because I was leaving and, you know, potentially I was a critical part of that team, he eventually gave us the opportunity to take that company and, you know, evolve it to become the first iteration of our very own, um, you know, company, oh, Office nice. Guardians. Okay. Awesome. So we our expectation the day I had my letter to leave, our expectation was, hey, it's just you and I, you know, we started off as a team, we'll continue as a team, we'll work from home for a little bit. Um, that conversation shifted very quickly because the very next day we had a team of five people and we had an office space downtown. <laughs> so yeah, for zero, me, this okay, was like... That got, that got very, yes, very real very fast. It yeah. got very real very fast. For me, this was like, yes. We just we just accelerated four years of growth in one day. For Mel, she's like, "What the heck just happened? Like, what did you sign us up for? Like, I, I'm not prepared. This is I'm not understanding even my the area. dynamic a little bit. I get it. I get it. We still have she's two like, kids, and now you've just like let's exactly. think about overhead and cash flow and like all the stuff and make it work. Love and it. she's like, "My background is behavioral science. Yours is marketing. How are we doing this? We got this. Don't worry about it. Like." And so, so know, curious on, on that thread, how do you guys manage communication on like, is there boundaries? Is there, you know, this is the, this is office or this is business communication. This is the dinner table and we draw the line versus this is our, let's get away for a couple hours and, and just be a couple that aren't in business together. Like thinking about that, is that a 24 seven blurry line or have you guys put strategy? <laughs> You're both uh, laughing and smirking at the same time. So I'm, I'm expecting uh, the appropriate answer here. Like, do, date do night. Talk about say... date night, Steven. Yeah. Date, date night. Yeah. Night is that? What's the rule? What's the rule for date night? I don't want to be able to expense this date. 
You know what? It's, That's, I, it's okay. a challenge. I, I, I think challenge. filters and ground rules. Okay, I, I get it. So it's it's a blur. And I'm, it's funny. I'm gonna. I grew up in in a rural environment. I grew up living on. I grew up on a farm. There is no line. Like I like as six years old, I would go to work with my dad because he worked right there in the, across the yard. Right. Like the dinner table was always hired men that came in. Like there was no like oh work life balance and boundaries and like that was not how it was. You got work done when it was busy. You took days off when it was raining. And it was always around you all the time. And you also lived in a small community. So if you weren't busy, you were helping your neighbor because they were busy. That's, but now there's right. this whole, like, no, you have to show, you know, draw this line and we can't do that. And I get it comes from that nine to five mindset. But I didn't grow up in that at all. And now that, like, then becoming a business owner, I'm like, oh, this is very familiar. This is exactly how I grew yeah. up. But we've got these different paradigms playing, playing around. So it's a table. And sometimes you talk about business things and sometimes talk about family things but it's the dinner table and that's what that's what that's what the role it plays in the household right and that's exactly it like when you have three kids now and a business the conversation is gonna it has to weave through all of the different areas because if i'm talking about like hey it's back to school right now these are the different activities and stuff that the kids have on the go how does that impact when we can and can't work how does that impact yeah. Just life in general. And it has to get woven through from a management perspective. You're managing the house, the children, the business. It's all managed together because if you manage it all separately, that's when you're going to run into difficult roadblocks of, oh, I wasn't expecting you to have this meeting or I wasn't expecting this kid to get sick. I wasn't like you need to have yeah. fallbacks and plan B's and everything needs to just flow it's, it sounds fluid it's like a fluid environment <laughs> oh absolutely absolutely like there sometimes I mean, literally because it's children yeah yeah of course we, we have okay this this might come out the wrong way and maybe that's that's how i intend it um there is no work-life balance in you know sometimes of the year like right now september back to school there's just work-life chaos yeah, and you have to manage that i appreciate that right yep. no i, I right? think that's an honest statement Stephen. right well, because where, where are you finding balance? Like, um, you know, to go back to that work-life balance statement, I think we just, you know, as, as parents, as entrepreneurs, we just have to be really honest with, like, what does that mean to us? Here's an example. Mm -hmm. we, we run our own company. We were fortunate to be able to say a couple of weeks ago, let's take our kids to BC on vacation for three weeks Right. I just need a Wi-Fi connection and a clean environment where I could do some work as well while, you know, our family connects with other family and and has some fun. But now I come back and I, I, I do have to catch up a little bit. So I'm up till, you know, one, two in the morning, sometimes working. Now, that's not every day. It's also if you look at the, the cross section of the last two months, well, there's no balance there. It's all of one thing here, all of another lifestyle here. But overall, it's balanced. I got to do that with my family and now I have to do this. So do I feel balanced? Yes. To somebody else, does that look like the model of balance? Heck no. Right? Well, I think the big difference in all that is that it was by your own design. You know, like yes. the yes. difference of doing your own thing. Like, you know, my boss can be a real shithead. I work for myself. Like, it's for sure. I'm okay with that. <laughs> you know, and I joke at the people like, don't you work for you? I'm like, I totally do. Like, oh, I get what you did there. You know, but it's so different when you're the one you know, controlling the calendar or whatever the case may be. And like, you're right. Yeah. I'll, I'll maybe pay the price a little bit here, but the reward was worth it. It's okay. And that, that's, and that's yeah. fine. And also being in a relationship where you're both kind of in it together. I think yeah. that can also, I've, I have a lot of friends that have chosen that path, but their spouse didn't. 
and they're like, where are you? And why are you still working? And like, that is where I really see the friction start to start yeah. to build up. Cause one feels like they're maybe a victim to the other's choices versus like, okay, this might be tough, but we did choose it together. Right. Okay, cool. We're good. Right. <laughs> There's a lot yeah. of power in, in, in you I know, think misery that's loves alignment. <laughs> I think that's exactly our strength because um, if I wasn't in business with Steven and he was working as much as he does, I totally understand why they, why another <laughs> I would person be wouldn't understand. <laughs> Whereas I'm like, I've got this, you've got that. And we'll just like ping pong it back and forth as we need to, depending on what is required in that moment. I think communication is the most important because what happens is you come into the conversation with a bunch of expectations and that's where Steven and I have butt heads the most. When I have an expectation that summer should look like X, life should look like X, whatever. And then he sees it a different way, but we haven't communicated that point together. That's when we butt heads. But as soon as we sit down and be like, what is the main focus? What is it we're trying to grow? What is the next step? Why are we doing this? And we get into alignment, then our communication roles and our expectations change. How much yeah. like that communication that you talked about, I, I agree with you. I don't believe in I don't believe that much in life cannot be solved with with a good conversation, a communication. Amen. But then there's also the myth of communication mm -hmm. is that it happened, right? There's all these catchy phrases for a reason. Uh, for you guys, was that ever something that you invested in or you know, whether together or separate? worked with coaches or because well so a lot of what you touched on what i really love is like we have these narratives that we write inside our head that we don't share with someone else but then we're frustrated that they didn't somehow adhere to it and mm -hmm. a lot of those beliefs and those are things that we've grown up around or carried around or, or you know or bumped into or social media just, shows us uh, well yeah let's god social media as i turn my phone face down uh, hey, I'm Mel, sure i, I got the answer yeah, for this one hold, hold my drink okay all yeah, right hold my beer so I, it, it, so have you guys worked with anyone to be really deliberate around that? And that, yes, you just happen to be married, but in any relationship or any business relationship, that ability to grow as individuals and then be able to meld together is such a make or break that I've seen in so many, in so many instances. Yeah. Um, I would, I would start that off by just saying that our strength has always been our ability to, to talk to each other, to communicate um, we, we started our, our dating relationship with a, a long distance relationship. So for, you know, for at least eight months, like all there was, was just, was conversation. Mel was in Australia. I was here. So, um, we really got to go past the point of like, you know, how was your day? How was your day? And the basics, and we, we yeah, were able to go the deep. real, the real stuff, the real conversations. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So what, what this created in us and for us is that in our worst day, on our worst day, in our worst moment, the worst we are, are best friends. And that strength allows us to win in any environment. I think, like, I mean, I would back us, like, drop us into any situation and that ability to actually, like, be a support for each other, communicate with each other. Uh, it's, I think it's our secret sauce, you know, so I can't say like, Hey, the key to this, have a long distance relationship, right? <laughs> like this was just, this was just, <laughs> this was just ours. I know a lot of people that that did not work at all. Right. So this was before Skype was really big. So this was phone calls. This like wasn't old school. Video yeah, calls. No, you guys were on the phone. Yeah. Racking up some, yeah, yeah. hopefully you had a good long distance plan at our worst <laughs> day, at, at our expensive. worst, at our worst, we are best friends. <laughs> You just got spouse like there, there's partner points you got in that statement. That was money. Like that was so good. I, 
I'm not married to you. I was like, wow, uh, you've got my heartstrings going on now. And it's like, oh, oh so you guys want to go on a date? Go so ahead. Good. Like, well, Take the kids. Already t- yeah, no, I was impressed. <laughs> no, not like what an ama- like just such an amazing thing to say. And I would say the same thing about my old wife. That's why you, you, you hit me right in the feels on that one. Um, <laughs> but this, but that's this so, is how so critical works. to have that pl- platform to work from. And I really appreciate the way you, the way you describe that. Mm. Oh, thank you. The, the other part I would add to that, too, is we knew that you know, as, as parents going into business and having the choice to do this, we weren't just signing up ourselves, we're signing up our kids for this as well, right? They're along for the journey, the lessons that we learn, the hardships that we'll go through, you know, they didn't choose it, but they're along for the ride. So it was did very either, important. Did either of you grow up in that environment? Did either of you come from entrepreneurial backgrounds? No. So again, yours we, was kind of close to it, though. I've I've had like predominantly my my larger family, they're all mm-hmm. in business, but my immediate family, no. Okay. Um, so we we we've we've made our own rules as we've gone along. Yes, in mm-hmm. business right now, we do have a business coach, and that has been very important for us as well, because while you know we spend our time balanced with, um relationships team building the work of you know working with clients and stuff like that it's it's been important to like we have to keep growing and being challenged and things like that so um how we've set our 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 life up in that sense is we're coached individually and then we're coached as a team so you know there's different and the team in this case is just the two of us yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not because, yeah. and I, I really appreciate that. I am a huge advocate of you know having external viewpoints, having someone to help guide me through or see my blind spots for me. Like I think coaching in whatever form it shows up, because again, that's a very ubiquitous term. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some, it's like yeah. saying marketing can mean so many things. But finding and being very deliberate about consistently growing as individuals, so then you can be better together. I, I think that's, that's right. I think that's table stakes in, in any business relationship for sure. And even if you happen to also be married as well, that just adds another layer to it. <laughs> So, so if I were to highlight a couple of keys that I think work for us in mm-hmm. entrepreneurship here, it's that strength that Mel and I have as a as a team. Also, knowing that you know we have the backing of our, our kids, our family is in it. You know, we have the support of our of our coaches. But a critical part to this too is the values that we have as a couple and as a family. We've been able to bring that to life through our company, and. All of the team members that we have, uh, they're also family. We can't envision doing life without them. And the reason for that is, for us, the work that we do, it's not a transaction, it's a relationship. So it was important to find people you know, with our team. I mean, we're talking about entrepreneurship. It was important for us to, like, the things we're challenged with in life and learning, we also have a team that, you know, we could also rely on. And just as much as they're helping us build this legacy that we're trying to build for our family and for theirs, they're also contributing to it as like, this is theirs as well. And that has been huge for us. No, I I love why you get shared values and shared purpose. Has that been a, has that been a huge help or a help and also a set of filters that for recruiting and hiring. And that's a tricky process for any of us who've done it. And, you know, anyone can look great in an interview, 
But you have a very clear value proposition. We're family business. This is what we are and who we're important. Has that been a real help for you in terms of the hiring process also and who you attract? But also knowing for them and for you when it's not a right fit? Like the sooner you can know that, the better it is for everybody from the perspective Mm -hmm. of- 100%. We we all go in with the best intentions, right? But sometimes it's just not the right fit. The sooner you can all figure that out, the better for all parties involved. Has that Mm -hmm. helped, you know, with like people being able to relate to you quickly? Like, oh, wow, this is exactly what I've been looking for kind of thing? I mean, the answer to that question is like, did it help? Yes. The the real answer to that is our business would not survive if it weren't for these set of values that we, we can have in place. One of my proudest moments as an entrepreneur is um, I heard my creative director in an interview. And, you know, it's like, your business is your baby and you fight for it. Like, you know, when you, it comes to hiring somebody new, like you want to know, like there's so many things you want to know about them because you're letting them into a part of, of, of you. You're letting them into, you know, this bigger family. And the question that the individual asked in the interview was, tell me a little bit about the team culture that exists where, you know, you know, at marketing guardians, we'll be walking into. And my creative director fired back. I'm happy to answer that, but you know, at this point, we were you know a team of five, and her answer was like, coming into this role, you contribute one fifth of our team culture. That's enough to make or break what we already have going. So before I tell you what what you will you know get by coming into here, what do you plan on bringing? Because we will defend what we have here because we know what we're building. So before I tell you what this is, let's answer the real question. What do, what do you plan to bring to it? Because you could build that or you could break it. And I'm like, yes. Like, <laughs> That's a great answer to that question. We've got the fourth, but you're, you're right because it can have such an impact positively or negatively. Like a, a one, one hire matters when you're a small team. Like you know, yeah. every, every hire, every individual, every soul in that business and their values matter. That is a great answer. I love well, it. It, it, sounds, it sounds funny too. You know, most companies no, have values. That's on their website. They have it plastered on their walls. And it's like, it's how did you create this? Well, you know, a, a business coach, a consultant, like helped us like put this stuff together. Our answer is like, you asked us how we made it. We pulled our entire team into the room and we said, look, we want to figure out what our company values are here because we want to share this with others. So then the, the, the question came back like, well, why don't you guys, you know, you and Melissa tell us like, like what are the values that we want to adopt as a company? And we, we quickly pushed back and said, like, yeah, but we can't live out these values unless you guys contribute to it, too. So our values are actually something that we don't have to make. It's something that we already live. So instead of creating values, let's summarize who we are already. And we went around the table and everybody contributed to it. So our values that we have as a company are not constructed. It's summarized. So nobody has to memorize it because they all live it already. <laughs> and it's become a winning formula. The idea of values as observable behaviors versus just words on a wall to me is a very, two very different ways to filter that. And I, I like what you said. You observed who you are and how you were acting and then just summarized it, not constructed it. Yeah, but this way you're living it already, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for you guys, when you, when you, who's, are you both client-facing? Like who would be um, in the pitch? Like Steven Melissa, is you more, I, I am more. on one side. Okay, yeah. cool. Just curious how much, how transparent you guys are also. Just thinking about, you know, 
and I know marketing and I know pitching and it's about relationship and about fit. How much does the, do people know right away that you're married or do you guys keep that a little bit separate when you, when you're in the early maybe days when you're first meeting a client or do you lead with that? Because you clearly, it's as clearly a strength for you both. Sometimes people know and you can tell when they don't, when you put your business card down on the table and they see our same last name and there's a face. That, like, oh, that's what? a giveaway. That's a giveaway. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. You're right. The same last name is definitely, oh, you guys, not, not brother and sister? No, no, one no that, that can't be. That doesn't make sense. Uh, <laughs> and there's like a. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, um, the most awkward moments we have with this, Tyler, is when we sit down at a restaurant and somebody's giving the bill and they're trying to figure out, well, who to give it to. Right, because are you guys together or like is this what's one happening versus here? Two? Yeah, what's happening here? And for, for, that, for that's for, the most yeah, awkward for, moments we have. <laughs> that's funny. For some clients, is it working with a business that also is a married couple? Has that ever been a deal breaker for you guys with clients where they're like, "Oh, that's risky because what if this or what if that?" And I'm just trying to think through all the different dynamics for things you guys, you know, clearly, clearly, I've you've identified the positives, just not negatives, but maybe hurdles or challenges that you've that you've overcome around the fact that you guys are a couple and you're also in business and you're running a business together. So the the, the real answer to that, Tyler, is the key to for us successfully doing this is we don't work on the same projects together, right? We own the company together. Yeah, we vision task for it together, but we yeah. have we have a lane, right? Um, and in this sense, like we already overlap with life, we already overlap with kids. If we create a structure where we overlap in every other area, it just gets you know really hard. So I appreciate that there's strategies in place. Melissa, you're smirking yeah. a little bit. And for everyone who's listening on audio, you can't see the smirks, but I can because I have video. Would you I like to that. add in? <laughs> you're laughing. laughing a little bit? <laughs> no, because the dishwasher just did this whole giant song. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear. A, I didn't hear. A, I didn't even hear the jingle. So that's okay. Oh, that's good. You, I was you, like, you've oh, got a good mic. Is... No, you've got a good mic. <laughs> I, wasn't um, sure. I was like, it doesn't sound funny what he's saying, but I, you seem to be smirking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love it. You, the, the, you do have some strategies in place to create some balance, which is, no, let's divide and conquer. You work on this, I'll work on that. Yes, we both share in the vision and the growth of this business, but when it comes yeah. to day-to-day, -day, we do focus on different areas. And I, I appreciate that as a, as a, as a yeah. bare-bones strategy. The other part to that, too, is we do have different skills. So, you know, there are certain areas where we lead better than others. There are certain things that Mel does and brings to the company that uh, I can't do it without her. And... I, I'm sure she would also echo the same sentiments as well. So Absolutely. We've built up teams under us now that allow us to work out of our strengths. Um, I appreciate that. You know, well, like as the business, what, grow, what as the business grows, it, cha it changes too, right? It changes as your team as your team grows. The dynamic changes significantly. Yeah, and it's also important as you grow in business to actually be a, a little bit more honest with yourself. Like you can't do it all. <laughs> We all started off as entrepreneurs and as, I mean, just the broader Alberta conversation. So many companies like you have a skill set for a job and you know you do this thing really well. So it just becomes, hey, why don't I do this? Instead of working for somebody else, let me start this. All right, done. I'll go get this thing registered. I'll get started up. Right. So you start off with a skill set. Let's say a carpenter, for example. But can you manage a team? Are you skilled enough to go out and find your own leads? Uh, how are you on payroll and management of some of those things or customer relationships? Like, yes, you have the skill. And it's sometimes the, not sometimes, it's always the biggest learning curve of, of entrepreneurship. Yeah. 
right? Uh, yeah, that we could have a whole other podcast on the old. <laughs> you got you guys have been around. You, I'm sure you guys read the E Myth somewhere along the way. I think we all read as like an early day. Like this, yeah, the yeah, cabinet yeah. maker shouldn't shouldn't always be the person who runs the cabinet making company. I think I read that years ago. Right? I'm like, remember that. Remember that. That's 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 important. You know, our, <laughs> our world so much rewards the specialist, but in business, especially in the early days, you have to be a generalist <laughs> to be successful. You, you right, have there's to many, be. many, many hats. Absolutely. Mm. So my like, thinking, for, sorry, go ahead. Mm. I was going to say, like our our biggest role right now within our company is um, to work ourselves out of a job, essentially, become leaders that allow our team. And like Tyler, you alluded to it with your own company as well. Like, let's get out of the way and allow them to do their best work. We started because we had a vision for it. Our, 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 like individually, are we the best at everything within our company that everybody does? No. The goal is always hire people better than, than you are. And that's how we've been building a team. For us, that's, that's a success. That's when it starts to get really, that's what starts to get really fun when that happens. Right? So we're just at the starting point of that. So very cool. It's I think many, actually, yeah, many, many phases. Mm. I think actually the pandemic has forced us into that more than we would have expected to okay. because like we've talked about our team a lot and I love them so much because when the pandemic hit, everything changed and we needed to suddenly readdress like how life was going to work. And for us, for Stephen and I, we ended up having so much time where we were isolated or kids were home from school and things like that. And I needed to take a back burner because there was no way to be able to juggle all of it. Mm -hmm. And I think that that actually ultimately forced us into, huh, the team can run without me being as active in the day to day, which now frees me up when we come back to it, to be able to spend more time in new roles towards building our business in a different way and, and whatnot. The, the those moments where you go, oh, wait a second. Oh, that actually works pretty good. But sometimes we have to be forced into them as entrepreneurs. We can all be slow learners from time to time. Or yeah. Nobody wants to, to be forced home to yeah. homeschool your three kids when that was not your original plan. That was not plan. the plan. Yeah. If it but was your plan, you, then I love great, how you found but... the benefit of like, oh, wait a second. Now I can go back to the business and I've got more bandwidth to work on either quote unquote high leverage or back to you, what, Stephen, only the things that I should be working on. Because, yeah, I can do a yeah. lot of things, but only I can do this where my team can do that, especially if I, mm -hmm. quote, unquote, get out of the way. <laughs> and, right. like, on the operations and financial side, like, as the business grows, that position in itself gets bigger, and you need someone to have more capacity there. But if that person was running a whole bunch of everything, they would never have the capacity to hold all of that in one spot. They'd have to always be doing other things. That is the exciting, you know, as you're scaling a business, you know, slowly or quickly, when does it make sense to hire that role? And when is, when is not hiring, bringing that role on, which is an extra cost and an extra body, but it actually is holding us back because of the level of specialization or, you know, divide and conquer doesn't work when you've got 10 different hats floating around on your desk, whatever, whatever that happens to be. Right. And, you know, and one of them also happens to be being parents because that's a, that's mm -hmm. a very, that, that's a 24 seven, that job doesn't take a day off from what I've been told. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> as you both roll your eyes like no and we love every minute of it kids in case you're listening how old are your kids right now <laughs> um, they're, they're I, 10 I eight, right. and four right. <laughs> oh sorry 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 how old Melissa four. how old are your kids right now <laughs> okay sorry go whoever four eight and ten nice okay that and, sounds uh, so busy that's that scares the heck out of me I don't have children 
have an amazing puppy and she's sleeping right now very calmly behind me. But four, four, eight, and ten, that scares the heck out of me just thinking about that. Tyler, you want to hear the scary part? All <laughs> girls and they're the perfect balance of my and Mel personality. So at any point in time, they you, could you, be super You made chill, many versions. You made many versions. Or, or at some point in time, they could just be like... Not chill. Let's just call it not chill. I think yeah, that's a safe yeah. way. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But not this bad. Probably. No, no, not at all. Come on, you guys are also a couple, and you work together. You gotta, you gotta have some fun. I'm sure as along the way, and take it and get. No, nobody knows us better than the spouse we also happen to work with. So it, we can keep talking about this forever. I love, I love you guys. The humor. I love the the very humanity that you bring to what can be probably a really life is messy, and you guys have thrown yeah. a bunch more things together that make it a bit messier, and that and that's okay. That's part <laughs> of it. There is no perfect version, and uh, it's messy at the best of times. Any yeah. words of advice, or you know, someone's listening. I'm gonna really target this. So, yeah, entrepreneurship, but. Uh, quote unquote, a family affair from doing this and thinking about it, anything you would do a little bit differently or just any advice you put out there for anybody that's like, ah, you know what is, is this a road I do want to go down and what out of all the thousands of things, what are the like top, top ones that they should be thinking about? I say this to myself really, because the answer really is lighten up <laughs> and like, nice. there's so much stress and like, you have to do it a certain way and it has to be perfect. And, we have to be superheroes and do everything Pinterest worthy and whatnot. But it really like I need to tell myself this more, too. It's just lighten up like you're going to do what you need to do when you need to do it. And it doesn't have to be perfect. Like our house is not currently Pinterest worthy. Right. Because <laughs> yeah, there's more important things yeah. to deal with. Right. Because there will be times where there's times to clean and there's times to take care of your family. There's time to play with your kids. There's times to work and you just have to figure out what honestly works best for you and constantly reassess what that looks like because what worked two years ago doesn't work now. What even worked during the pandemic doesn't work now. So you have to decide, just go get a coffee and sit down with yourself and figure out what do I want my life to look like and realize that you are in control of your life to create it to look however you actually want it to look. You don't have to follow the rules of what society says. You get to decide what your life for you and your family actually is. Oh, that's a mic drop moment. I don't know, Stephen, if you want to care. That Ooh, was amazing. See, oh, I love it. No, that was picked, so. That was so good. I you, you said Tyler, that with, see, with see, see how I picked well. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent, my friend. That was fantastic. No, that was great advice for all of us. Thank you for that. That was awesome. Mm. Stephen, you want to you want to tag in anything on that, or just want to let it go? That was so good. Oh man, how do I match that one? Oh. It's not about um, matching. It's just about your version. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're married. There's always competition. Uh, you know what? I love. I, I'm okay. I love that. My, my wife and I. My wife had an older brother. I think that started it. Man, we competed like from cards to ski, everything. There's always a little bit of a, we, especially cards. We're always competing. Always. It's so. It's. It's. I think it's. Yeah. It's healthy. It, uh, it keeps worthy it rivals. interesting. Worthy it rivals is a good concept that I love as well. Actually. There you go. So, yeah. Sorry. I, go ahead. <laughs> I think. Um, Reflecting on the experience of the last two years and and before, um, being very, very honest about this, entrepreneurship is hard. It's lonely as well. We've been fortunate to be doing it together as a couple where um, in the loneliest part, I still have my best friend, you know, and vice versa. But there's a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs that, it's just them, right? The 
you know that that feel as a small business when you are that 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 pit you have in your stomach every two weeks am i going to make payroll right my my dream for all small business real. owners is that is that that is something that at some point in their you know business life it's just not a concern it's not a worry anymore but going back to the the isolation part like the pandemic really showed that you could be really good at doing something, but if you're doing it alone, it will get lonely. The stress of entrepreneurship, of growing a team, of managing clients, and I mean, they're great sometimes, and sometimes they, it could be really difficult. The stress, the anxiety that it creates, you have to find a way of um, having a support structure. For some people, it's a pet for some people it's a partner for some people it's exercise um but you have to find something outside of work if it's only work there's there's nothing else to fall back on right you know how i describe like you know with melissa and my relationship in our worst day we're best friends well in entrepreneurship in your worst day what are you if work is the thing that summarize and describe who you are if your identity is rooted in it you will be burnt out and we've seen so many people that they've been burnt out by it they've fought hard over the last couple of years but it's lonely so try to find something try try to find avenues where you could find support whether it's from your team or just something else find a hobby do something else that's that's one of the biggest advice i would give the other one is our biggest learning over the last couple of years has been as a company, you could focus on doing a lot of things really well, but if you really want to connect with, with your, with your customers, if you really want to stand out, you kind of have to make empathy your superpower. Mm-hmm. Everybody out there is hurting or has hurt for a long time. And, you know, you go through so many conversations, but you can't really see what's what's inside. Like, you, you want to be there for people. You want to help and support them. For small businesses, for entrepreneurs, just remember that everybody out there that you're dealing with, like, there's stuff that they're dealing with that they may not be able to communicate. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, it's that you know, we talk about customer service as being like, this is the lifeblood of, of a small business now. Like, it's the relationships you create. You got to do it through empathy. And you can't fake it, like, you know, be real. One of the observations Mel and I were making recently was, uh, I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago, there was that news clip of this um, professor uh, being interviewed by the, the, um, the BBC. And it went viral because his little, like, toddler crawled into the office, started walking behind him, and the mom opened the door trying to pull the kid back. I do, right? Yes. Um, that then became like that was viral at that point. Then it became everybody's reality. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. Right, the screaming, like, the screaming toddler with underwear on their head running through the back of your ex- Zoom call. That, exactly. Yeah, that became very acceptable very quickly. Dude, sidebar here. Throughout the pandemic, very early in conversations on Zoom, I called my three kids into the picture to introduce them because I just had to give a disclaimer saying, "Guys, here are my three kids. They have clothes on right now. This is them in their best light." I can't guarantee that you won't hear fighting and screaming. Uh, one of them might be in their underwear. Like, so 
Here, yes, here I would have been appalled by that before. And now I'm like, oh, hey, what was that just ran by? Like, no, Let, I know. Let's just get it on. Just I, maternally, I for the record, none of my children have ever come through the screen in their underwear. <laughs> okay. It could happen, though. I've, I, I've seen it happen. I've certainly sent, been sent videos of it happening. Um, this, messiness this of being I mean. human, like, being him, yeah, normal. Approach business where um, not everything will work how it how it's intended to work. Like, just give people the extra, you know, benefit of the doubt. Like, people have forgotten to treat people like people, and it's one of the mm-hmm. lessons that we're putting in practice. And like, I mean, if you don't want it to do it, if you don't want it done to you, don't do it to somebody else. Yeah, the goal. The goal. I actually think that that right there is what makes me the most happy about the business that we're creating because if we can't treat people like people people can't treat us like people then uh, what's the point like there's so much more out there than just work and if you can't have fun along the way and enjoy the ride then i don't know yeah it's just not worth it. It makes a, it makes the ride way too long for all the wrong reasons. Well, I had right? a lot of fun talking to both of you guys today. You guys are super human, super fun, super real. And I, I kind of knew getting on the show that this is what it was going to be like. <laughs> but I think what you guys are, are, are pulling off, and I say that it, it's no easy feat. And you're, you're growing a business, which by itself, we all know the failure rates and all the silly stats, which we're not going to rhyme out. But you're doing that while also raising a family and having what looks like a really balanced kind of, it sounds like you guys have a good time and I love it. I could feel the banter and I, I, I love all the things that are make, make human and being on the journey, being fun. So thank you all for sharing today. Marketingguardians.com. Check out your website. I love what you guys are about in your philosophy. It comes out, it comes, it rings through loud and clear with the two of you. If anybody wants to get a hold of you, LinkedIn, is there any, do you guys have any preferences in terms of platforms and in all the myriad of ways people can get a hold of people today? <laughs> Uh, LinkedIn is probably the easiest way to, uh, to find, to find me, but I mean, just reach out throughout through the website. Like, uh, there's lots of opportunities to contact us through there. Um, yeah, you got have a question in the corner. You got contact us. It's yes, you, you've made it easy for yeah, me to get a hold of you. Rule, rule number one, don't be difficult. Easy. Yes. And it's actually him in the little bubble waving. It is. I can see him in the corner. It's on my screen here. I just noticed it now as I look over, have a question. I'm like, yeah, I know that guy. <laughs> uh, right on. It was an absolute pleasure having you both on. Thanks for your candor. Thanks for being real. And uh, it was really good meeting you both. Again, selfishly, I'm the first audience for these podcasts and I do it because I get to have amazing conversations. And the bonuses I get to share with an aud- with an interested audience. So you guys were great. Thank you very much. Well, thanks Thank for having so us on the show as well, Tyler. It was a it was a pleasure. This being our first, you know, podcast together. I'm so. glad to I'm glad to be uh, here for it. Now, now it's easy now. Now you, now you knock the dust off. The first one's out of it. Once you get the first exactly. one in the can, as they say. <laughs> it was great. Thank you both. Thank you.